Episode 7, everybody, with Ryan Young, the principal of Young Team Realtors, a Keller Williams company. Awesome conversation with Ryan. He, very, very informative, insightful. If you want to learn more about the residential real estate market or industry for that matter, this is definitely an episode you want to tune into. Hear Ryan's story. Hear how he's building a business year-over-year growth, rapid growth, uh, started out with just uh, him and, and his family just a few years back and has grown it by five times over like the last five years. So uh, a lot of inspiration. If you're looking to get into the industry, if you're aggressive, if you have a can-do attitude, then you will undoubtedly like my next episode with my man, Ryan Young. A lot. He's fin- I play him for our team a lot. He's phenomenal. Really? Yeah, he's really cool. Simon Sinek. Huh. He's really good at making making correlations and uh, making relatable content to people when it comes to education. Oh, that's awesome. And leadership. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, well, man, we are live, so welcome to the show. Wow. Ryan Young is, is in the house, folks. It's official. It's official. I was hoping we could talk about the, uh, the beard, man, but you... you Dude, you trimmed down. <laughs> it was all an accident. You know, I'm back. growing mine out, and I'm like, man, we can have a little, you know, little chat about the this, this, about the facial here. This, the stash stays strong. Yeah, but the, uh, the beard. I, I so, got a little sidetracked and nicked half of it. Next thing you know, it was all gone. Try to uh, point that microphone towards you just a little bit. Like, can you get it? Can you can you pull the uh, arms over here? Just yeah, just just something like that. that. All right, okay, we should be good. So, man, what's going on, man? How you? How's everything? How's life? <sighs> life is good. Busy. Selling homes, growing a business, I uh, I can't complain. I got it. Uh, everything's starting to click, you know. How long have you been doing uh, in residential? You're strictly residential real estate, right? Strictly residential, with a little bit of development, commercial, but predominantly residential. Ninety-five percent. I joined my parents. Oh shit! Seven seven years ago. You know, came from the culinary world and got into the family biz. So, uh, so the, col- the the family the, you went from culinary to family business. We'll get to that. Okay. So let's start with the culinary since that was first. So That's after first. high school, you didn't go. Did you go to college or you went right to culinary? So school? I grew up cooking. I went to Orange. Grew up cooking at Moxie when I was fifteen. Cooked all the way through high school and decided to go to culinary school right out of high school. Mm-hmm. So I went to Culinary Institute of America in New York. Uh, I was there for two years. It was associate's degree. Went to Chicago to cook. And then after Chicago, I actually went out to Vegas to go to UNLV, uh, get my bachelor's degree in hospitality management. So what did, what was your thought? Like, which, what was your ultimate thought during that process of what you were planning on doing with yourself after school? What did you want to do at that point in your life? Restaurateur. Just open up, open, open up, up restaurants. restaurants multiple be the restaurants. Sh- be the head chef. Slash. You know what's funny is I, I used to love being in the back of the house, and then once I moved out to Vegas and went into the hospitality side, I loved the front of the house. Ultimately, I just love hospitality. Yeah. I love helping. Yeah. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's it's just that's just what I love. Totally. So you were going through the, you went to New York. Um, where were you? The, what was the other place you said? Uh, I went to Chicago. Chicago, then, Chicago yeah, and then New York. Insane restaurant, and then went to Vegas to get my bachelor's degree. And then once I was in Vegas, I started getting a taste of working in nightclubs. All of a sudden, you know, some of my friends were working in nightclubs, started chasing cash, making really, really good, quick money. Mm-hmm. And that just ultimately got me out of Doing the, what? Like a uh, uh, bottle runner, uh, uh, you know, basically selling my soul for Doing dormant, like dormant stuff, dormant stuff bottle like runner, anything yeah. around the club. Anything in the club. Checking IDs, checking some they hand punk's me a, ID. And, anything uh, where they hand me a handful of cash. So what is a handful of cash back then? I mean, like, what you got, Dude, what, I was 22. Some nights I was leaving there with a grand, fifteen. No shit, yeah. really? That's like, crazy. It was cash, crazy too, cash. Man. Cash. I once found a thousand bucks on the floor. Like, just <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy <laughs> shit. Absurd. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like it's literally crazy. just. It's You're like, Vegas. oh, there's thousand bucks literally there, like uh, next to a table, and uh, it was so bizarre. Have you ever seen when they print up like fake money with like someone's face on it instead of the president you know and it's like million dollar bills yeah, it just yeah, so yeah. happens that night someone brought him in and they were throwing him up in the air and being knuckleheads 
And all of a sudden I was sweeping up something and I saw these bills and they looked more lifelike. I put them in my pocket, didn't think twice about it. Hour or two goes by, I'm in the back, I reach <clears> my pocket, I pulled out $1,000. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. That is crazy. insane, man. I had some huge, huge weekends, huge months there. I mean, to be 22, it is tough to go from that industry in that city to all of a sudden moving back to Cleveland, Ohio, where it's a little bit slower paced, just a little bit just different. A tad bit. Just a tad yeah. bit. You know? So how do you, uh, I mean, when you're there and you're living this high life, you're 22, you're walking out with hundreds, if not, you know, thousand plus dollars a night. Um, how do you, how do you, and I assume you're not really, uh, you're not really working in a, in a kitchen at that point because mm-hmm. you're just focused on the nightlife. Right. So how do you get out of that? What makes you want to get out of that? You just get burnt out. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, the reason why I'm back in Cleveland is I loved Vegas. It was an amazing experience. I was out there until I was 25, almost 26. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, you get to a point in your life. And some people don't. There's I still have some friends out there, 35 years old, Dude. running around, hitting industry nights on Monday and Tuesday, hit, working in the club Thursday through Sunday. But you just get to a point where there's more to life than that. And yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have traded that for the world. It was crazy. I live a much simpler yeah. life now. <laughs> I love it. Even <laughs> if you wanted to live a more complicated life, I don't think it's possible. It's not here, possible. Man. I don't think so. It's not possible. Um, so that had to be wild, man. That had to be just so crazy. But what a cool experience. You got out of your system, right? 22, 25. Yeah. 20, I moved out there when I was 20. So Okay. So you were there for five years, yeah. practically, just yep. about. Mm-hmm. Um so at what point do you wake up in Las Vegas and say, all right, uh, I, I need to get back home and start, you know, figuring out something else besides this nightlife? Yeah, so See. it's funny. There, I was in, I went out there to go to school and it took, I was almost out there six years. It basically took me six years to get my bachelor's degree after I already had an associate's. I just got so sidetracked. I was making money. Yeah, of I didn't course, think man. I needed. Of I didn't course. think I needed it. I was taking like two classes a semester. Um, luckily, my parents, I was ready to just drop out and say, you know what, I'm not even using the hospitality management degree anymore. And luckily, my parents were adamant about, look, finish something. Mm-hmm. Finish what you started. It doesn't matter if you use it or not. Grind it out. And as soon as I finished it, I just was like, I'm ready. You know, p- the, too much drama out there, too much people come and go. It's too transient. I was just ready to be back home. Also, I got to a point where when I turned 18, I left, and I haven't, I didn't come back for, what, eight, eight years or so. And I started getting to a point where when I would hear stories and memories, I wasn't involved in them. So, like, my, I'd come back over Thanksgiving, and my boys would be saying, like, remember when three, four years ago, uh, like, the, yeah, you know, yeah, it was yeah. crazy, and I'm like – Damn, I was never here. I wasn't here. You're like shit, I was kind of at a club, and you probably yeah. you probably even remember the <laughs> half the nights in Vegas too, man. You know, it was right? A long, long. So you years. started realizing shit. I need to get back to the, my Midwestern roots. I've got it out of my system. I'm in my mid twenties. Yep. So you come back. Come back. And uh, what happens for you to get into this real estate gig? So my parents were always my my mom sold real estate for a long time. Still does. She's a part of the team. My dad joined her. I basically reached back out to them. I was like, look, I got a hospitality degree. I'm not going back to school to learn something else. I struggled just to get through school with something I was passionate about. Right. And I basically said to him, I'm like, what's the chances of me joining you guys? I think you need 120 hours. I was like, done. So I moved back. I got licensed. I was serving full-time at Canado downtown on okay. Prospect. Yeah, sport. sure, sure. Um, I did that for about a year and a half while I was living with my parents. Then I moved in with a couple of my boys. You know, it was like just broke, spent all my money, had nothing, mm-hmm. working two jobs, grinding, like hitting phones all day and then going to the restaurant. Um, Damn, man. And then it's then it just started Are you to like click. thinking to yourself when you're back here, like, fuck, am I making the right choice? Like, there oh, had to dude, be some of those thoughts. I was hitting too. coin stars on Friday night, like, scrounging the quarters out of my parents' couch. Really? Hitting coin star <laughs> just to hit, like, Coventry to get, like, two drinks. Like, no shit. You're like, bottom. what the hell happened? What to me, the, man? And my friends <laughs> are posting pictures, like, in Vegas, at, you know, like. With the clubs and the, the top spots. And, yeah. But it's, uh, it's amazing wow. now. I look back into some of them that are still out there. They are to a point in their life where they're like, 
it's almost too late for them to. What do they do now? What do they do now? There's they're no almost forty back. years old, and they're like they have nothing else. They to have offer. nothing else. Yeah, they have you know? to do. They have to stay in that nightlife scene, that scene because who's going to take them? At who's going to take them? You know what I mean? Which the funniest part about it is something that I continually learn as I grow older is I'm 34 now, and it's like even if I, I've, I've been in real estate seven years, even if I started right now, we're still so young. You know, it's like I know we. We joke we're right, old, right, right, right. But at the end of the day, I know people that have made career changes at 50, 60 years old. Oh yeah, it's like totally. It's not, too, yeah. you know, it's not. Too it's late. not. It's not too late. But uh, their situation in Vegas is obviously much different. It's you know, it's much different. You just get very accustomed to. You know, we work four nights a week. You so you have three off. You make a ton of cash. You get. It's just. Yeah, no, it's it's a completely different scene, yeah, and there's great. not many places else to do it. So you got to right. either stick there or stick to a major city, and yeah. uh, you know. So you're going through getting your uh, real estate license. What's that like? What's the process like for someone that wants to get registered? So the nowadays they're lucky you could do it all online. When I was there, I just said I'm like an all or nothing kind of guy. 120 hours in class. I did it in 11, uh, 12 days, 12 out of 13 days. I did Damn, the grammar, wow. 10 hours a day, just went Monday through Saturday, Sunday off Monday through Saturday. I was done Really? and then took the test. The funniest part about it is, and I tell my agents, I didn't pass the test the first time. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, some of my agents that joined my team, they're, in, they're so down after they don't pass. And I'm like, that has no correlation to success in this industry. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so pass the test the unfortunate thing about selling real estate is everything they teach you you do not need you do not use it's like no that's one true in what almost an anything is yeah, or it's crazy. A, you know like i couldn't tell you they teach you about property they lines teach, yeah. and, and you know they yeah. teach you about stuff that it just doesn't pertain Easements, to yeah. uh, uh, possess, uh, uh adverse possession yeah, and all like, that because i learned i learned that stuff in law, in law school, school yeah. in property you know property law Shit that you will never use as a real estate attorney. You'll never I mean, use. it's just you know. Um, but that's, I guess, I guess that's just our the, the system that we live in, man. It's just you know, take take the classes. They've got to put some type of criteria in place, and okay, you're smart enough to pass the criteria. You right. you can go out there. All they're you know? really saying is you're smart enough to not screw up so bad that you're going to put yourself or your broker or the client in such a bad position. But they don't teach you how to make money. They don't teach you how to sell a house. They don't teach you anything architecturally about a house. I mean, it's just like they basically send you out there after and just say, start selling, start making money. So what's the most important thing, in your opinion, what's the most important characteristic or trait that uh, an agent has to have in order to be successful? Contagious positive attitude. We have we have a eight core values on our team. Contagious positive attitude and persist without exception by far. Contagious because, positive attitude, persist without exception. Yeah, I like those. They're, those nice. are those are crucial. Um, I just used, I talk to so many people in the industry and they're just bitter. And yeah, it's like what's your like what's and, the point? And who wants to be around you when you're bitter, right? I mean, positivity and persistence, which is like you said. I mean, that's. That's true in practically every single line of work, and, and that that goes down up and down the across the, the the whole chain, man. You know, and it's funny that those have to be reiterated daily. But you'd be surprised when you reiterate them daily to our team, and we continue to bring them up every day. It's amazing how you become so it becomes so visible how many people aren't. Yeah, no, how many no people doubt, just man. give up as soon as you say? You know, it's like it's crazy. And how many people want the the fast track to the commission? To the sale, right? Because it's a, it's a hundred percent commission based industry. Hundred percent commission based. How does the commission uh, work in this industry? So we like to call it compensation. You okay. Know, we get compensated. Uh, how does the compensation? It's work? a true salesperson. <laughs> uh, there. Uh, so obviously, two ways. We help buyers buy. We help sellers sell. What's so funny is attorneys, and I know you know a lot, and you obviously have spent a part of your life down that path. Um, you know, they bill hourly. Right. The majority of them, mm-hmm. they don't get versus us. We get compensated when the job is complete. So anytime a realtor and a attorney's paths cross, it's like oil and water. It's brutal. You know, attorneys are dragging it out. Realtors want to keep it moving right. so we right, can get right, compensated. Right, right, right. So you know, it's versus them, they get compensated the longer it gets dragged out. Most of the time, right? Most Unless of the time. they're doing like a, a contingency fee type Correct. arrangement. But uh, yeah, you're 100 percent right. Correct. You know, billable hours. Billable you know, hours. They have to get them. They have Dude, to get them. Anytime I get a bill from our attorney, it's like, oh my god. Yeah. It's like, where the email? hell did this come from? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, and what do we do? What, what What have you been spending the past 35 yeah. hours on, or, or 100 hours? Right. I mean, you know. 
Um, Not to say that I don't respect. So how does a commission? How does a commission fee work? Just in general, general terms within the industry, what is the percentage that the uh, agents take? So it's funny. Everyone has the right. I, some brokerages keep more of a tight restriction on what they allow their agents to do versus us. We are our, our we have all kinds of flexibility in terms of compensation. We have multiple programs. We have a guaranteed sale program where we guarantee the sale of the house or we'll buy it. We have a 48, I saw that. We have a 48-hour easy exit program where no one is bound to a contract, to a listing agreement. It could be terminated at any point in time. Um, terminated by either party. By at either any party. Point. Uh-huh. You know, it's like I always tell my clients, they're like, why would you do that? Because it holds me accountable, and if someone doesn't want to work with me, then I don't want them to feel like they're forced to work with me. We live in a small community where if someone feels like they're stuck with me, that is not a good look. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like I, I write into every contract. It can be terminated with 48 hours notice. No penalties. No kidding. Despite wow. all the investment we put in marketing and everything, I just it's the way we run our business. And that's very unique because I don't think most realtors do nah. that. Right? I mean, most realtors will say like, yeah, look, if you want to get out of it, but it's ultimately their brokerage's decision. I like it to be black and white in the contract. It just makes them feel comfortable. The number one complaint from sellers are that we get calls from who are actively listed or they're not happy with their realtor, but they're stuck in a contract. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So we created this And they're plan. mostly like six-month contracts, Six typically, Six-month contracts, right? depending on the price point. You know, you know some properties are north of a, a million. Yeah, north of a million. We might <coughs> do a year. I mean, even, it, even if it's an annual contract, mm-hmm. we still put in, you could terminate at any point in time. So uh, you're with Keller Williams. Keller Williams. Keller yep. Williams. And you're, what's the name of your business? Young Team your... Realtors. Uh-huh. So we uh, we have a team inside the Keller Williams brokerage or franchise. Explain that a little bit more for most of us who have no idea what you're saying. So I don't even think I have any <laughs> idea what I'm saying. Um, so Keller Williams is a franchise. It's a real estate brokerage, uh-huh. just like your well, Remax and Howard Hanna. Right. And all, you know, these are all brokerages. It's where you house your licenses or the agent's house. Uh, we have a team, so instead of being an individual agent, we have a team of 21 people underneath the brokerage of Keller Williams. So the young team is my team. Um, we have. I mean, Do you have 21 just, teams or 21 people? 21 people. Okay. So we have 21 team members, uh, everything from seven W 2 employees to 14 independent contractors who are salespeople. Um, and our team's unique. We're just we do things a little bit different, you know. That's what we're. And you're the principal of the entire team. Correct. This is your team. Correct. Wow. That's and we're and you just started this how many years ago? On your uh, own? I started five years ago. Five years ago, you were with Ann Keller Williams, but you just started the young team realtors, Correct. right? Well, I joined. So my parents, Jeff and Terry, were act- collectively working together. And they were considered the young team. You know, it was the both okay. of them. I joined them, and then we made our first hire four years ago. I, you know, I brought on our f- first person, and then we just started growing from there. What was the first person you hired? He what? was actually a uh, – he was right out of John Carroll. I hired him as my executive assistant. He's now grown into – basically operations manager he runs the whole really? team. really yeah wow that's it's crazy amazing. and you've got not, so you, four years ago you had you your parents yep and then you hired this young guy out of, out of jcu yeah and then here you are four late four years later with like 16 17 more people yep holy shit man yeah it's you crazy be, that's that's amazing it's amazing it's uh that's amazing that's it's crazy just, it's growth. bigger than me yeah it's, that's crazy it's bigger than me how, how have how have you grown um how have you grown it so What's interesting is contagious positive attitudes attract other contagious positive attitudes. And I think really what happens is people see us having success, but also see us having fun. They see we're passionate about it. We're energetic about it. And it just Mm -hmm. attracts other people. And now what's happening is it's growing organically and it's like almost multiplying. Like now other people that we have brought in are bringing on other people. And so we have a unique structure. And the, the way we bring on someone, the only way for someone to b- join our team is if the rest of the team votes them in. So we want everyone to be responsible for every other person that joins the mm-hmm. team after them. Mm-hmm. So In case there's that one bad apple and you guys go, hey, man, we all signed off on this We all signed person. off on this person. Right, you right. know, what did we miss? What was the red flag that we didn't see? Mm-hmm. So it's been, uh, it's been huge. And now what's happening is you, we've brought on, you know, last year we had – 14 of us and of those 14 three other people reached out to some of their friends or past people they worked with and said this would be a great person for our team and 
you know, they just they love where they work and they want to grow it. It's just it's powerful. That's amazing. It's That's cool. Beautiful. It really is. So um, go, moving back a couple to what you said before, you have this program. Mm-hmm. Which makes you guys unique. Not only do you have this 48-hour opt-out program, I'll right. call it for lack of a better terminology, but you have this uh, um, additional program that says basically if young team realtors, if we can't sell your house within 120 days, can Correct. you talk about this? You'll buy the house. Is that is that like legitimately how it works? Super legit. Uh, there is restrictions to it, you know, certain price points. We're not going to go on and buy a $3 million castle. It's like we just... We, we would we're not in a financial place to, to sure, make risky course, risky plays like that. But all we're doing is we're really just buying the risk. So what we're what we're doing is we're getting calls from people who are in strong equitable positions and who are more concerned about the timetable of selling their home versus the amount of money they net. Now if you called me up and said I want to sell my house, I need to net top dollar, you know, it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the right program for I you. understand. It's yeah. more focused on look, my house is sitting there empty, I need to get it sold. Or I, j- I bought another house and I just want to know that in 120 days this house is gone. Sure, Those are the people sure. who it makes most so sense. So you guys will do an assessment based on the individual situation every time. Correct. It's not that just, hey, my house is worth $300,000 no. and uh, I can get into this program. It's a, it's a it's an evaluation that you guys do. It's an evaluation and it has to be agreed upon between me and the seller. <clears throat> so sometimes you know I appreciate how you evaluate your house or how the county evaluates right, your house, but I right. look at it through the eyes of a buyer and say, this is how the market will evaluate your property. Here is what we are willing to do a guaranteed buyout on. And what we do is we basically sign a purchase agreement right there and with a listing agreement attached to it. So you know that in 120 days, if it's not sold, it's done. And it's valuable. Let's say, for example, you want to go purchase another home, but they won't accept an offer contingent upon the sale of your house because you haven't sold your house yet. What's nice is you can go to them and say, look, I already have a contract right, that's guaranteed. Right, right. So it's, it's it eliminates a, that contingency. It factor eliminates the contingency. And, yeah, factor. Yeah, it gives a little more, uh, um, I guess a little more certainty to the transaction for the other for the other side for sure who's selling their you know and there is the guaranteed sale works with us putting up we always tell our clients you know you got to put a lot of working on the front end to help you achieve the results on the back end so you got to mm-hmm. do a lot of heavy lifting we're not going to guarantee sell a house without putting in significant recommendations to make the house very marketable right you know right, right. and we're not going to price a house at a price that isn't marketable, you know, so. Totally, totally. Um, so you've grown this business in four years, man. It's fascinating. You've been able to take this business to, you know, five times growth in five years, we'll call it, just for round numbers sake. And uh, it's uh, it's really something. So what is your um, what is your path forward? What is your plan forward with this, with this thing? Because I know we were talking about this before the show. And you said something about you know, you find yourself doing a lot of a lot of business development to continue right. to grow this thing. So we are. So when I said it's, you know, I, I think I said under my breath, maybe ten minutes ago, it's bigger than me now. So when I brought on that first guy from John Carroll, he had other opportunities. I mean, I was thirty years old, twenty nine years old. He was twenty two, and I'm sitting there in an interview, and he's basically interviewing me as well. I had no clue what I was doing. And he's like, you know, I got all these other opportunities. Why should I join you? And I told him, I said, we have an opportunity to grow something together. And, you know, I I just said a little bit ago, the business is now bigger than me. Mm -hmm. Everything that we do, we look at is how can we help you grow? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like for me now, my focus is helping him grow into a new position, into a new role, into a new venture, into a new opportunity. We just started... A real estate marketing company who's gonna work basically the young team is gonna use to do all of our marketing it started as in-house I have a marketing director and a marketing assistant mm-hmm. what we're gonna do is move them to the outside and create call it green tea marketing and what they're gonna do is we're gonna start marketing that out to other realtors as well ah, to use the same marketing techniques and tactics that the young teams use I mean we sold 260 homes this year it's like there are people out there that are always calling us up. Who's your photographer? Who, how do you do the virtual reality tours? Wow, we do it all in house. So, when you say 260, is that all in Ohio? 
That's all in Northeast Ohio. All in Northeast yeah, Ohio. From Amherst, wow. sold a million dollar house in Amherst last year to a have a million dollar house listed in Middlefield. So uh, in Northeast Ohio, but you could sell anywhere in the state, correct? Anywhere in the state. And that's the across the whole country. The licenses are per state. Is that there's a there's some what is it reciprocity? Reciprocity. Yeah. You know, they're another one of those real estate school terms. Uh, right. There are some states where you can combine multiple states. Ohio doesn't have that. I know, like Georgia and. Bama so if you Georgia, practice Florida. in Ohio for 10 years, you can't necessarily just go to, to nope. or, or if you practice in a different state for 10 years, you can't come into Ohio and, and automatically nope. transfer. Like I know Illinois, I, th- I think, might be one of those states where you can. Right. You, we we can't states. do it. Ohio doesn't apply to others and others don't apply to Ohio. But you might be able to get licensed in Illinois and practice in other states as well. So 260 homes to me sounds like a lot. I mean, that's almost a home a day Dude, practically. A I mean, when you, when you remove the weekends. I'm exhausted. <laughs> when you remove the weekends, you're pretty much selling a home a day. Right. Right? Right. And this year, we'll, we will hit, we will sell 400 homes. That's we fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, we, we've grown a lot, though. You know, the, the people that we brought on have grown a lot. They've we are a very young team, not just in age, but in... No pun intended. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's like we've brought on a lot of talent. A gentleman just joined us from Enterprise. We have four people on our team from uh, Nordstrom who... You talk about, like, one person brought the next, two brought the next. Nordstrom has a really strong culture that's really big to us. Our mm-hmm. team is mm-hmm. all about culture. Um, these are all really young, talented people that possess hungry that. people hungry, hungry people, positive positive yeah. contagious positive attitude yep. persists without exception mm-hmm. these are all people that are going to succeed they've been in it for a year a year and a half i mean some of them are going to sell 30 40 homes 50 right. homes this year right it's like so some guys are going to listen it's a commission bit or whatever what do you call them compensation based business i love it so you know, there's going to be people, let's be honest, that come into the industry that take a long time to start making money. Mm-hmm. They might make 20, 30 grand a year uh, for a certain period of time until it really starts taking off for them. But then you're going to have those other people, the ones that are just, you know, really, it starts flowing. They start understanding the ins and outs of the industry who can make six figures plus, you know, pretty quickly. My goal is with every team member who sells is by their second year to have them making 100000 minimum annually. That's my goal. I feel like if they, if if I can't help them achieve that, then I either made a very bad decision to bring them on the team, or there is some kind of gap or error in our training systems. But it is that is very attainable. We already have agents doing it. That's um, amazing. That's yeah. Beautiful. So second year, first year That's is always amazing. one of those iffy. How quickly will they pick it up? You know. But by year number two, hundred grand minimum. Otherwise. I'm doing something. So right. if I'm a college kid and I'm listening to this, yep, I'm sitting here going, "Well, what the fuck am I doing paying forty thousand dollars a year?" For sure, right? I'm I'm at Ohio State or I'm at pick a college, right? And what am I doing? Racking up all this debt, racking up all these bills. I'm a communications major or any other any other major for that matter that doesn't have a you know a further continuing education, such as if you want to go get an attorney or a doctorate right. or an engineer or something like that. So how in your right mind do you justify going to college where if you're lucky you're going to come out in your first couple years making 40 or 50 or 60,000 versus getting into an industry like this where you can come out, as you're saying, if you don't make 100,000 in your second year, give or take, you're looking at that as a a disappointment. As a flop. Yeah. The way our team is structured and the way our team, the investment our team puts in, though, we are... We're intense. We've, we're full time, and it's not like intense, like boiler room, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Like you're not, you're not, hazing, you're, not hazing, you're not hazing anybody. We're not in the hazing back, in the back people. Room we're not a... sitting there, you know, with, with a phone. Everyone staring <laughs> at a phone, yelling at each other. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just more. Th- there is the opportunity, but you have to be willing to put in the work, yeah, especially those first couple yeah. years. Yeah. It is such a grind. It is <clears> such totally. a grind. But it's like. Dude, I get it, man. I went. I was. I had a complete career change. I had a you know a culinary degree, hospitality degree. Uh, I never thought that this industry would be that attractive. There is so much to it. If you love it, though, it's like you don't mind showing on Saturdays and Sundays. You don't mind going on appointments till eight nine o'clock at night. You don't mind putting in eighty hours a week. Mm-hmm. And then it gets easier. You know, it's like just like any profession, you know, once you start to build a book, ironically for me, it got a lot easier and now it's actually getting a lot harder because 
Now I'm at a point where I'm working, I still have to work in the business selling. Mm -hmm. um, I list properties and then we have buyer specialists on our team that help buyers buy. But I'm also working on the business and growing other businesses. Uh, by the end of, I would say next year, I'd like to step out of selling completely. Really? So yeah. where you're, you're not going to be the listing agent on a not particular property. Agent. That's what you mean no, on that. Yeah. Correct. I just is, I am more passionate about helping these people on our team grow their businesses mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. versus it's almost lost. You know, there's still, there's still some fun, you know, it's still fun when you put something under contract, you know. It's totally. Like, and then when you it, close it. And when you close yeah, it, and it's like, and obviously at the end of the day, it's all about your clients. You, you feel great for them, but it's bigger than me now. It's more about these other people and helping them grow. And, you know, it's like I will be doing them a disservice if I continue to produce at the level I'm producing right now mm -hmm. versus I need to take that energy and effort and invest it into them because they're succeeding right now with me putting in, I'm putting in a full-time job into them and I'm also putting in a full-time job as selling real estate. So you're too. training these people. I'm training these people. You're giving them the tools they need to succeed. Yep. They're, they're leaning on you. You're basically, you know, you're the, the you're the guy behind the scenes already in quite a bit of these transactions. At least that's what it sounds like. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. they think I'm psychotic. It's Saturday night at 8.30 and we have an ability to listen to their phone calls. They dial through a system when they're really? talking to their prospects. Even if, not, even if they're not selling, they're just having a conversation with one of their clients. Mm -hmm. I can listen to their conversations and to help them, right? You know, and it's like this call, call may be recorded for uh, yeah. in, right? in the state of Ohio. Quality you don't have control. to. You don't have to. You don't even have to say. You that. don't have to disclose that. Wow. And so I'll call. You know, let's just say you made a call, and I'll get off. It, it'll be eight thirty on Saturday night, and I'm sitting there like, call. I'll call you up. I'm like, dude, I'm so proud of you. That crowd. That call was amazing. However. Don't ask them what's their email. Ask them what's the best email to send. You know, like little sales little thing. And they're like, dude, make a big difference, it's yeah. Saturday night at 8.30. <laughs> yeah, dude, shouldn't a, you be yeah. at dinner with your yeah, girlfriend? Exactly. Or, uh, it's like, yeah, that's hilarious. I just man. can't stop, though. I but that's what it, that's freaking what, love it. What you just said right there, man, is really powerful because that's truly what it takes to be successful in any industry in any business man it, it's it's 24 7 for sure people that want to go and have the eight to five or the nine to five god bless you because right. that's a vast majority of you right um with that comes a lot of less stress and a lot of less pressure you could probably sleep well at night you don't have to worry about what tomorrow holds for sure but you know there's a ceiling there and what you're saying with the way your your attitude is toward it you are a person that's driven that's you know constantly you can't you're obsessed right you have to be obsessed. obsessed if you want to succeed in any business you have to be obsessed i'm obsessed and it's you know it's funny at first i was obsessed with just growing my sales and my income and you know the notoriety that comes with it and the statistics and moving up the charts essentially i don't give a shit about that anymore it's like i feel like a lot of the team does and we use it to to kind of pace where we're at with the rest of the market and the rest of the country. But it's like, at the end of the day now, all I care about is these people that are on the team <coughs> growing their, you know, I'm changing lives. I had a guy on my team this year, this guy's awesome. Our last year, he's been with me a year. He came from Nordstrom. He paid for his wedding with one commission. It was a big commission, mm -hmm. but it was a deal that we helped him put together. He paid, that's so powerful. How amazing is that? Like, man? you know, for him to say, dude, I paid for we all the whole team went to his wedding in August and for him to say that commission covered my wedding. That's crazy. And when you hear stuff That's like crazy. that, it's like And how old is this guy? He's thirty three. Wow. Yeah. How long has he been with you for? A year, year and a half. That's crazy. Was he already in the agent business as no, it was? It's funny. Or? This is actually this is one of the things that really grew our team. He actually my parents helped him buy a house. He reached out to like four different realtors, no one called him back. And my parents called him back like on the spot. And he was like, wow, you guys are on it. I want to work with you. They showed him like three houses. He bought one. He was working at Nordstrom. He got his real estate license in San Diego like five years ago, right before the market was down, while the market was down. Mm -hmm. He didn't make it. And my parents the whole time were like, Ryan, you got to meet this guy. He's just got that. He's got that. Factor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I grabbed a beer with them and I'm like, dude, I know like this is a big jump to go from just buying a house into getting married <laughs> and to, to all of a sudden getting into a commission yeah. based, you know, like. And you were looking to buy a home. Now we're talking about right. hiring you. Yeah. Like the deal was That's already amazing. done. He already closed on the house. Wow. I made sure that was done. Wow. Um, no, but I mean, and then what well, the funny part about it is as soon as he came over and he started having success, 
he went to Nordstrom and grabbed another guy. And that we have four people from Nordstrom. We're not allowed. I'm not allowed at Beachwood Place anymore. Like they see me uh, coming, and it's like they're <laughs> like basketball and Ryan Young. Like yeah, he's, he's gonna pluck our guys yeah, exactly. over here, man, or girls for that matter. They got a. They just they have Nordstrom has great culture. Yeah, Enterprise, that's interesting. The guy we just brought over from Enterprise, great culture. I can work. It doesn't matter where you come from, what you know. We can help teach you that kind of stuff. It's all about the culture. It's all about the mindset, the mentality. That's it's all the individual. It's, it's the, the individual, individual man. It, it's not about what what they what they got on their the score they got on the test or you yeah. know where they come from nope. or what schooling they've gone through. Uh, everyone's created equal when you get your 120 hours in for sure. Your license in, and then you can go. Now you you have to get. Uh, Back to the license real quick. You have to be, what is it, like promoted or endorsed by an agent or a broker? Yeah, but it's a joke. I mean, it's, it's joke, literally yeah. like any Anyone any broker will take it. You sign a piece of paper. Yeah. It's okay. all agent count. Yeah. You say, I want to go to this brokerage, this broker, they'll all have you. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very, basically, it's like, it's like asking for forgiveness versus permission. Like uh-huh. you, a real, a brokerage will not turn anyone away. They'll kick you out once you screw up. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's like, you just, it's, it's kind of just there. It doesn't, yeah, mean it doesn't much. cost them anything. You know, it's like, yeah. um, tell me a little bit about this relationship you guys have with Barbara Corcoran. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, uh, that's my girl. What's up, Barbara? No. <laughs> uh, there, so Barbara, if you're listening to this, feel free to share this podcast with sure. all of your loyal listeners. That's, that's fine. <laughs> She's awesome. Well, first off, people might not even know who Barbara Corcoran is, so okay, go ahead. So, give her a little bit of background. So Barbara Corcoran, uh, the show Shark Tank on ABC, is kind of what brought her into the media's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had a very, very successful brokerage in New York City that she sold. She started as a individual agent and started growing a team and then a brokerage and basically grew it to a huge, I think she sold it for like 40 mil or something like that. And this was 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she's on, she's a real estate expert on you know good morning America. She's on Shark Tank investing in about a lot of opportunities. She's just on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, she's just like starting to become a face. She's becoming out. She's putting herself out there. She's putting herself out there. I mean, people know that she's awesome. People love her. Mm -hmm. She's just got this quirky personality. She's super sweet, but she's still a boss. Mm -hmm. And it's like total package. So what's your what's how did you guys meet? and, And what's the relationship moving forward? So I'm fortunate enough to, I got invited to become part of an organization uh, that basically is geographical exclusive. And what they do is they have top realtors all around the country and they bring everyone together and it's a way for those realtors to mastermind and talk about what's going on in their market. For example, Toronto right now, if you listed your house, you'd probably have 60 to 70 offers within the first weekend. It would probably go couple hundred thousand dollars over asking and it's like that's very different from if you're in Arkansas in Bentonville Arkansas where Walmart is their market might be struggling or in an oil market where Mm oil is down or whatever it is yeah so they bring all these realtors together and the perk of being a part of that group is you get exclusivity to a couple national endorsers and celebrity, you know, people that are yeah. in, invested in the real estate industry and basically want to invest in us. So you met Barbara through this conference? Through this, through yeah, through, through this, this organization. Yeah. And uh, and what kind of work do you guys do with her? She she, she just endorses you guys. So or? she endorses us, but also we do masterminds with her, where you know she's forecasting what she's seeing in the market. In um, this market, in, in Northeast in, Ohio, for not example. Northeast Ohio, okay. in the national market. Gotcha. You know and trends, trend, trends, and those kind of things. Trends in the and you know a lot of it's coming right out of New York, but she's pretty global now. Yeah. Um. So she's also influential in terms of the growth of the team and making recommendations, stuff like that. Yeah, so, no, that's great, man. I mean, that's, it's, that's it's really been great. huge for that's us. That's great, yeah. Well, when you can put a big name like that, with, so that to me, that that system that they have right there sounds something similar to what you're trying to build on this new business on the marketing side. Correct. Where you can kind of take a system and go not only just here in Ohio, but to real, realtors all across the country. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, that's a, that's spot on. And we, uh, at our advance, we did uh, our team advance at this place, this like huge log cabin out in Coshocton, Ohio, mm-hmm. a couple months ago. And I have a vision of, right now we outsource a lot of things. You know, whether we used to outsource our photographer, we used to, we have outsourced our, the guy who does our website. Um, we outsource, a lot where we don't have as con- quality control as we want. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to run a 
business where we do everything internally, you know? And then once we start doing it internally, like my marketing director, I just, he just, he's building our website right now. It's insane how amazing it is. Once we start building things internally, then we can start other ventures and start reaching out to other, you know, whether it's other realtors locally or it could be international. Um, so things are obviously going great, man. You're They're doing great. a great job. Uh, this market here in Northeast Ohio, for people that are not familiar, is not the easiest of markets. It's not like we're Nashville, Tennessee, right. where you've got 100 people a day moving in. Right. And, uh, it's a tough market. There's a lot of old properties, right? I mean, what are you seeing in this market? So the biggest challenge, it, what's interesting is there's a lot of great markets and there's a lot of soft markets. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest challenges in the luxury market, which in Northeast Ohio is considered anything over a half a million, we have a lot of properties, especially on the east side, that were built 15 to 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. The problem with houses built 15 to 30 years ago are people want what they put into them and they don't get it out. Sure, They're sure. either really dated or trends have changed. We don't see people now, the size of the houses, people have gone back to more efficient, more upgraded homes, but they don't want 10,000 square feet. They don't want 5,000 square feet, although you guys want 5,000 square feet. There is, it's just houses have gotten smaller. They've gotten much more efficient. If you think about it, look at how many DVDs and CDs do you, and VHSs do you have in this house? Um, I've never heard of those. Terms. Exactly. There, how many, so they used to need that for storage. We don't need that anymore. Look at flat screens. That's, you don't need as big of an armoire for a TV. Everything is shrinking down. Everything's becoming minimalistic. It's like same thing with the size of homes. So what we're seeing is a lot of people right now are struggling to sell on the east side or in older markets north of a half a million unless the house is just totally done. <clears throat> right. Um, mm -hmm. Now there are yep. markets right now, quarter million, flying. Everything in a quarter million price yeah. point is flying. Sure. Um, Do you guys take price uh, homes at any, any price, price point? It doesn't matter. You don't. You don't discriminate. Uh, we don't discriminate. discriminate on. I don't know if discriminate is the right word. We don't. Uh, all I care about is helping people that want to be helped. Mm -hmm. If they want my recommendations, then I want to work with them. If they truly want, to, I've sat down with people in million dollar homes where they don't care what I have to say. It's not a great fit. Yeah. You know. Yep. Just like why would I go to a doctor if he's going to tell me something and I'm going to do just the opposite? One hundred percent. You know, just not someone who. I would want to work with. Yeah, yeah. But something that a, a huge trend is right now is we're, just, we're seeing a lot of new home construction mm -hmm. and that's also hurting the resale market. A lot of people are building now. Yeah. And, or, or taking old homes and knocking them down, yeah. right? Taking a, you know, cause if you want to buy a piece of property around here, at least it's going to cost you a couple hundred thousand at For least. Sure. So find a home that's a $200,000 home, buy it, knock it down and start building up. And I'm seeing a lot of that at yeah, this east side. For sure. That seems now, to be the trend. What's funny is, so as our team has grown, we used to just predominantly service the east side, especially these markets. You know, basically we would say from the heights to the valley. Um, we've grown a lot. Now we're servicing the west side. We're servicing Summit County, Medina County. Those markets are selling. Yo, like, you'd great. be surprised how much money is getting spent down in Medina. Really? In some, oh my God, yeah. it's crazy. This, the, the east side is tricky right here. It's tricky. I mean, the, the price point's side, tricky. The east side, the west side is crushing the east yeah. side right now. Yeah. But you know, I, the, all my west side friends, all my the west side real estate professionals, they joke, the east side had our, we had our day. It's cyclical, you know, man. It'll come cyclical. back around 10 It'll more years from around, now, you know? five, 10, 15 years, it, it just keeps going. Yeah. You know, they keep playing, playing ping pong that goes back the other way. For sure. Um, no, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm really happy to see what you're doing. You're doing big things. You're doing great things. Now, you guys compete with anyone and everyone, correct? I mean, you can, do, do you compete with other Keller Williams mm -hmm. teams as well? That's just the way it goes? Or, and, you, yeah. and do you guys lean on any of the, the, uh, the resources that you have within the group? Or how does that work? One of my biggest – something that I take a lot of heat for is – we are pretty much independently running the way we run our organization. Uh -huh. And now that being said, I love Keller Williams. I love the brokerage. The, the reason why I love them is because they say we want you to we want you to do what you want to do. You will be successful because of the business that you run versus right. we're going to tell you right. how to run your business. Well, it's the same thing. With, you're like a franchisee. We're almost, a franchisee. Right? I mean, it's uh, it's no different than if you're a financial advisor at right. Morgan Stanley, or Merrill, or right, yeah. Merrill Lynch, right. 
Wells Fargo. Yeah, you guys have a big team uh, and you have resources, but at the end of the day, this agent right. or this financial advisor wants the business, right? And, uh, and this the same, this other guy wants the same business. Right. So you know, it's it's a. And and when it comes to competition, there. Although we compete, air quotes, uh, it's really uh, really we're competing against ourselves. I mean, yeah. there. Yep. There's not a lot of competition where you're sitting there and you're cutting fees and you're, you know, it's not like car shopping. Yeah. We always recommend that people talk to other realtors, but it's just like, it's not the same product. Like mm -hmm. if you go to buy a Mercedes, you can go to two different places and talk about the exact same product. Ours isn't about the product. It's about the service we provide. It's about how we market our home. We just feel very confident and we're very unique to what we do. And so we're, we don't normally feel like we're competing against anyone. Totally. Um, what was your take on that? Uh, that uh, what was that show on uh, New York? Oh, millionaire listing. Milli millionaire million dollar list listing. Million dollar listing. Dude, what was I your take it. on that show? Man? I love it. Yana and I were obsessed with that show for it. so long. I mean, it's been a while since we were. You know, probably five years ago, I would think. Yeah, four or five. They're years still ago. going strong. Are they're they? like on season number. Who knows? Like, I remember that Frederick. That yeah, dude Frederick. was a fucking Woo! killer, man. Yeah, well, like it, high <laughs> That is the man. So what's cool is you know they're those guys. All their businesses have grown significantly. Ryan Serhan. Those guys yeah, are all like that's, top. That, that, those, those guys seasons, are all yeah, like yeah. top dudes in New York, and that's all legit, man. That's, that's all that's legit. All legit I mean, they're show. You know, it's all it's show. glamorized, it's glamorized. But it's like, I mean, Ryan Serhan, that guy is running now multiple broke multiple teams in multiple cities. Uh, he has an LA team, a Miami team, a Brooklyn team, and like, it's for me inspirational. Absolutely, like, that's you know. But you see those guys grinding. I, I just, wanted to become a real estate agent. You know, yeah. you watch that show, you're like, holy shit, man. Yeah, like these. They yeah. just landed a three hundred thousand dollar commission. The only, holy yeah, fuck! It's like, you know what's so funny though is like they. Uh, I, was, I, I always tell our team when we talk about that show, it's like basically take a zero off. Yeah, of take everything a zero off we of do. everything. Yeah, they're selling. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Five million dollar houses. We're selling five hundred thousand. Exactly. Houses. They're making three hundred a rip. We make you know thirty, whatever. Yeah. It is. And, but it costs the cost of living out there the is cost completely of, oh, different. Dude, they're it's like, a whole different they're situation. They're flying helicopters you know? to take photos. But those guys are taking like you know Bentleys around town. They're being oh, driven yeah, around. They're driven it's around. just it's, it's it's legitimately like that for the top guys, huh? It is in that city and other markets. I mean, it, it's excessive once again for show. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. these guys are net and probably. 10, 20 a year. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing, like man. massive. That's that's it's massive. Amazing. But that goes to show you that the business, the the opportunities, while they might not be to the same magnitude because, of course, Cleveland can't c sustain that. Right. The opportunities are still there within this industry. Oh, it doesn't matter. I know I have friends. You know, so I was telling you about that Barbara Corker and the organization I'm a part of. Yeah. Some of the people are in really big markets and some are in really small markets. And mm -hmm. I know some people in like Cedar City, Iowa or Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Cedar Rapids, I mean, yeah. this lady is crushing it. She has probably 25% market share really? of the whole entire city. And it's like... There, you, you can you can make it anywhere. It's just you look at a New York City. These guys that are for every person, for every Frederick Eklund, there's twenty five thousand people yeah. still living in their studio yeah. apartment. And yep. you know, but you know what, man? That's kind of across the board. Yeah. Regardless of what industry, industry you're coming to, you know, no doubt about it. The, the most people scrap, but the top dogs, you could kill it, man. And yeah. that's that's the motivation. How does somebody get in, man? What's what's the path? Uh, you kind of talked about it before, but if people that are listening, you take a class, 120 hours, you can do it within two weeks like you did. Right. Well, and now they're what? online, so it's like you can just bang it out online. Um, and then, and and then, then you're, you pay your fees. You take, the you, test, you take a test. You take a test, and then you pay your dues, and you're in. And then you call. You can, and, then, and then if you're a killer and you're a positive and persistent, you pick up the phone and call Young Team Realtors exactly. because they're growing. Exactly. And you're going to be making that $100,000 in year two. Yeah. <laughs> or else you're a failure. Uh, from what I'm hearing. I'm a failure. <laughs> or, okay. I look at or, it like or it's Ryan's on me. a failure. It's on me. I you know, I, I, if, they, if they're not doing it, it's because I'm not helping them do it. Mm -hmm. Or it's because it was just a bad idea conceptually for them to join the team out of the gate or we missed. You know, so it's like. There is, I don't put it on them. I'm going to provide them the tools. I'm going to provide them the education for them to do it. And if they don't, if, if they don't do it, then I made the big, I made the wrong decision when I brought them on. Do you have any uh, aspirations to uh, grow down, you know, down Southern Ohio, Cincinnati, Columbus area? So I think that a lot, there's a lot of people that are doing these expansion teams now. I think that although that is attractive to me, that model, 
I really feel that there's so much more in Cleveland first. Really? Oh my God, we, uh, dude, there. There's 9,500 realtors here in Northeast Ohio. I mean, when you look at market share, our team is within the top 10 of all 9,500, you know, which is... Top 10 teams. Top 10, top 10 all realtors. Yeah. yeah. All realtors. We don't even have a percent of market share in Northeast Ohio. Let's say we get to a point where we're at 10%, 15%, 20%, which is massive. Then we'll look into another market, but I feel like people are always trying to just jump to the. You know, it's like right, right. dominate yeah, the area, yeah. master the area that you're in, yeah. versus running off to the next market and setting up shop there. So you're you're looking at you you want to be selling several thousand homes several a year thousand homes before a year. you start considering Correct. anything outside of North Correct. Detroit. I feel like if you're gonna make the move to like, I think you know Heinen's went out to Chicago and I think they failed miserably. I I believe they went out of business. Isn't that shocking? Because around here, they're amazing. They're amazing. Right? You know, so that's it's like, point. I don't want to be a Heinen's. Exactly. You know, like, and I love Heinen's. Yeah. Shout no, that's your, Well, look at Red Steakhouse. Look at Red. I mean, that's a perfect example. Red Steakhouse is one of the best steakhouses in Ohio, For if sure. not the best. Yeah. And he moved down to Florida to two locations. I think the South Beach one is still there, the Miami one, but... Mm. Whatever the other one was, Boca, Boca, I think it was. They, you know, it's just that's the that's you know, that's the point. There is until we get to a point where you are, as soon as someone says young team, you immediately associate that with real estate. Until we get to that point where it's just like you are consistently seeing us and hearing us, and we are so ingrained into this market, then we'll entertain. Yep. Leave, you know, yep. opening up a, a next spot, but it's like. There's just the pie is so big here. Yeah, you you're just getting you, you feel you're just getting started. We're just getting you got one percent, like you said, or right. less than one percent. And what's crazy is we have one we have less than one percent, and we're within the top one percent of all the realtors. Which is there you go. So you that know, goes to show, you, show how you how much opportunity, how much opportunity the pie is huge. That's 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 beautiful. Um, real quick, tell me, uh, give us give us uh, the craziest like experience that you've ever had with a client you know obviously without naming name what's the yeah, crazy story sure. give us one crazy story real give us the i don't the think horrors gonna, of real estate i don't estate, think it's or... gonna uh, compete with uh <laughs> what was his greg's, greg's story that was pretty solid the, uh, that one with the, the girl who the, had two the duis the double duty. Duty. 90 minutes Dude, is that, that fucking crazy talk about a world record um i've had a i have i've had a couple good ones i've had one guy sold 400 wrote an offer on a $400,000 house. This dude came back to the office with me and literally pulled $400,000 cash out of a book bag and like set it on the conference table. This was in my first year and I'm just like looking at him like what the fuck am I going to do with like dude that's not I don't know what to yeah, like yeah. I don't want to be responsible your client for your client wasn't master P my, was it? Yeah, right. Yeah. He had <laughs> master T. Right. Uh, there and then I I've, I've had really cool stories. I've had I had one where I had one of my clients buy the other house of the purchaser so the purchaser could buy their house. Um, basically a double trade, you know. Your client was the seller? My client, let's say you wanted to buy my house, uh -huh. right? And I have a million dollar house and you and Yana wanted to buy my house and you had to sell yours first. I had my client buy your house so that you could buy his and then we put his yours uh, back yeah. in the market. Interesting. Because we looked at it as the risk play of owning right. a million dollar property. Because you can't, otherwise a lot of people can't take the risk of having two they mortgages. They can't take the risk of having two mortgages, out. and this yeah. is when they weren't doing bridge loans. Uh -huh. So, you know, these people approached us and said, we really want to buy your house. It's in a market that there wasn't a lot of activity in. Their house was in a much more marketable market. And uh, I said to him, I was like, you're going to think I'm crazy, but let's just buy their house. They'll buy yours. We'll put theirs back on the market. We can. There's a lot less risk in selling that price point versus our price point. Yeah. At first they thought I was crazy, and then ultimately we put it together. They were thought I was a genius. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's we've, awesome. We've seen some cool, uh, I've seen some really cool, cool stories, crazy stories, crazy people, but that's what makes it fun. Yeah. yeah. Every, every situation's different, right? I mean, first time home buyer, one first size time fits home all. seller. Sometimes yeah. you're sitting down with someone, they've been in their house 50 years. Oh, God. They haven't, they've never sold a house. Oh, you're, God. I mean, you got to walk them through. So how do you handle with a, like a, like an unrealistic seller, someone that just is a pain in the ass? How do you handle those situations? I don't work with them. No. No. I just have you had ever had a fire a client and say which is yeah, not working out for sure, yeah, and, for sure. or somebody that's just not being uh, practical with the sales price or. You know. Here's my thing, and I, I don't I don't want it to sound arrogant or you know when I say I don't work with them, it's no, like it's got to it goes both it, ways. I got out of an industry that I'm really passionate about. I love the culinary world. I, I'm very passionate about food. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into an industry. I'm not going to leave an industry that I was really passionate about to get into an industry to have people beat me up or pick on me. It's like, I just, when I first got into the industry, when I first got into real estate, 
I took way too much shit. And now it's just like, look, I want to help you. If you want our help, we would. I will work my ass off for you. I will not stop until the job is done. If you're going to treat me like shit, it doesn't fly. It yep. just, it's just not – it's just – and I hear some people, and it's something I – you know, it's um, the agents on my team struggle with when they're newer to the industry and they're mm-hmm. attached to every deal and the outcome of every deal. Yeah. And they're getting whether or not they put food on the table, you know, and it's like and it's hard for me to say yeah. to them, guys, look, you're better than this. You're worth more than this. Don't let them treat you mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we it's got to go tough. both ways, man. It mutual goes both respect. ways. It's mutual tough. respect. It's tough, man. And I've, yeah, it's I've tough. taken it beginning. I've taken it when I first got in. Yeah. I was literally just it felt like every client, but it's like, you know, I was doing whatever I could just to get a sale done. Yep. And it's like, now I just want to help people that want my help. Yeah. Well, you've put your time in, you earn your stripes and you obviously have a model that's working. So, um, I really appreciate you being here, man. This has been very, again, very informative, very insightful. Um, for anyone listening that wants to get into this industry, uh, it's, it's not hard to get in, but it's obviously hard to succeed. Once they get registered as an agent, how do they go about uh, getting accepted into with a with a firm like yours or anyone else for that matter? So can I give a little plug real quick? Yeah, absolutely. That's what the, sure. I try. To, I try to throw you the softball. I love it. <laughs> I got to I'm a salesperson. There you go. Uh, no, so if if you want to learn a little bit more about the industry, just uh, send us an email at info at youngteamrealtors.com. And uh, you know, look, if someone wants to get into the industry, whether it's joining a team full time, part time. I am very happy to sit down with people and just talk about it. I'm passionate about it. You know, it's like, and I love, I love, love, love seeing young blood in the industry. It's an industry. That's what it's supposed to be. It's an industry. The average realtor is like 65 years old. People want, people want Uh, to be be with aggressive people. They want to be with aggressive people. And there's such an opportunity. All those people are pushing their way out they're slowly you know i love you mom. slowly i love <laughs> you mom. <laughs> you know hilarious. my mom's she's yeah exactly older yeah and she's, she's, she's close to retirement she's than we close are retirement so, and it's like know. she's pretty progressive but it's like the people ever since i was a kid all these realtors are still in the industry they're 60s 70s 80s yeah. years old it's like and you want me to give these um, these young millennials a, a little little piece of advice a little secret yeah most of you guys don't like to work that's you got to watch so, the Simon Sinek guy. Right. <laughs> you got to watch the Simon Sinek guy. That's all you got to do, about. man, is is do just a little bit here and a little bit there to stand out. It doesn't take a whole lot to stand out with these kids coming out these days, man. Dude, I, I, right. The, the social the media has just eroded and the, corroded. The, the thing whatever I've the word learned is. about millennials are, and I guess I'm like right on the border. Yeah. I was born yeah. in '83. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to feel acceptance they want to be a part of something they will work they will work their asses off once they feel accepted and they're they feel like they're a part of something and like you know they're our team is millennials Mm -hmm. and we're crushing it you know but it's like but they're they're only being brought on because they have the drive and you see that exactly they have the drive for them to get to get in so have the drive you guys i mean that's that doesn't take much man just to stand out a little bit above the crowd um you talked a little bit about you, you're looking like you're slimming up a little bit here before we finish off. What, uh, what, what kind of what kind of tricks are you using these last few weeks? So, Drinking water and tea here. You I know. Want, you're denying <laughs> a cold beer. What's going on here? So I uh, I'm on the whole thirty. I'm day twenty two. Not that anyone's counting. Nice man. Um, no, I, I messed up my back and it CrossFit a couple years ago, and I miss Cross. It's not that I'm knocking CrossFit. I miss it. I love that competitive workout. You know. Uh, but ever since then, I just haven't been able to get in the groove of anything. And it's funny because you talk about the optimal life. And one of my biggest struggles is having a balance of whether it's work with working out with my girlfriend, with my, fa- you know, it's like my friends and family. It's really hard. I have struggled really hard to find a balance to have just 20% or whatever of each one. It's just 90% work, 10% everything else. Totally. Mm -hmm. So I'm really making a conscious effort to get back into it. I'm swimming every morning at 5 a.m., hitting all kinds of physical therapy, Pilates. Good for you, man. Good for you. What is Whole30 exactly? Whole30, it's 30 days of torture, no (laughs) booze, no sugar, no alcohol, no uh, 
uh, Carb- carbs. No carbs. Yeah, no starch. No, no nothing. No, no nothing. I mean, I mean it's, it's basically meats and meats fat. And, and the biggest thing is no sugar. I mean, it's like you wouldn't realize, but random shit like Dijon mustard has sugar in it, and uh-huh. chicken stock has sugar mm-hmm. in it. It's like everything has sugar in it that's processed. Yeah. You don't realize it, but... What's the difference between Whole30 and Paleo, from what I you think, know? I think Paleo... I think Whole30 is just a 30-day where you can't cheat. Like, if you uh, cheat okay. one time, uh-huh. you got to restart. Really? Otherwise, you die. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Dude, that sounds absolutely brutal, <laughs> It's man. brutal. They're, that's uh, brutal. It's, yeah, it's brutal. Jeez. But I'm going strong, and, you know, I'm feeling good right now. I actually feel good. Do you I'm, feel like you have more energy during the day? or you, It's crazy. You got, I'm normally – I'm a sleeper. Like, yeah. I like my eight hours. Uh-huh. Dude, since I've been on it, I've been six hours, and I'm good. Oh, 5 a.m., at the gym by 5. I bet you, you know who I know wants you off this whole 30 more than anybody exactly. are your guys that are working oh, yeah. for you. For sure. Because now, now at 8 30, oh. you're listening to them at 11 30. Oh, for sure. <laughs> They're called. For sure. You can't sleep anymore. And not only man. that, you got but every day. And not only that, but every day they hear That's me funny. just like talking about you know, yeah, whole man. 30, whole 30. It's the biggest call. How, how do people contact you guys? I know you plugged the uh, info. Anything on social media or on the website that uh, you want to yeah. talk about? So, uh, youngteamrealtors.com. Uh, you're going to laugh at this one, but I trust Ryan.com. I trust Ryan.com. Wow. Yeah, we do a lot of uh, TV and radio marketing, and it's just the one that sticks, and it basically directs them to our website. Yeah, no, I understand. But, That's um, cool. It's got a nice I little ring Ryan. to it. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Uh, man. And, you, you know, just. Info at Young Team Realtors, Ryan at Young Team Realtors, whatever we can do to help. That's what uh, it's all about. You know, it's funny. They're, I, I don't. I used to plug myself so much to sell homes, you yeah. know, and it's like I still love helping people sell homes, list property. You know, it's like I'm very passionate about that. But now I'm so much more passionate about helping people grow in the industry and joining the team. It's mm-hmm. like now every time we go out to dinner, me and my girlfriend, I'm I'm like analyzing the waiter or waitress like would this be a good fit anytime we're you know out really? shopping yeah it's really? like would yeah. this person be a good fit yeah. to get in real estate because those just, are the types of people that could be great because oh, they're used sure. to talking to people and they know how to relate to, to complete sure. strangers you know for sure yeah hey man I think this has been awesome um, we'll flew. do it again. It flew sure. by. We've already killed an hour. So that's crazy. Uh, we'll do it again. Youngteamrealtors.com. I trust Ryan.com. I should trust him. I love it. Um, and uh, thanks, man. Thank Appreciate you being here. I'm really glad to be here.